Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. This is Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, and welcome to episode number 91 of the WCWS Radio Network's uh, weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. <clears throat> uh, hopefully, we'll be having some more folks pop in here very, very soon. Of course, hopefully, the Iceman, Jared D. Geraldo, and of course, hopefully, maybe some other folks will pop on here uh, to give their take on everything going on here in the rest of the world. <clears throat> of course, as we always do each and every Saturday on Power Hour, uh, we'll be giving you, of course, uh, today here in Wrestling History. Plus, also, we'll be running down, of course, the weekend review here in the radio network. And, ladies and gentlemen, what a week it was. Uh, yes, yes, indeed, here. We'll talk more. We'll talk more about it here in just a few moments. And then, also, a few little wrestling news tidbits and all will be uh, thrown out here to you. Uh, we hope to hopefully... At some point, Babel, ladies and gentlemen, we do apologize wholeheartedly for this. Uh, we do hope to have, of course, our uh, download update through TalkShoe.com up and going here really, really soon. Uh, as apparently they have not been able to update their um, update their uh, uh, <clears throat> their call weekly report since November, apparently. Uh, so we don't know if something has happened or unless they're revamping it or updating it or what have you. Uh, but uh, I'm sure, like I said, we'll hopefully have some update on that really, really soon. If you're here to join us and listen to what we have to say here this afternoon on Episode 91 of Power Hour, of course, leave your thoughts and comments as well. Please, of course, by all means, uh, give us a call, 1724-444-7444, call ID 141-364-POUND. And ladies and gentlemen, press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here uh, this, this afternoon and worth this evening. Let's go ahead and get things rock and rolling here with our wrestling history here for today, February the 3rd. Let's see what happened in wrestling history on this particular day. On this day in 1962, ladies and gentlemen, Luther Lindsay and Ricky Waldo defeat Ricky Dozon and Toy Ono Bori, that's how I can pronounce that, forgive me there, to win the JWA All-Asia Tag Team Championship. On this date in 1969, Antonio Inoki and Kentaro Oki defeat Tom Jones and Buster Royd to win the vacant JWA All-Asia Tag Team Championship. On the state 1973, speaking of All Japan Pro Wrestling, they become a member of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, of course. On the state in 1984, David Von Erich 
defeats Freebird Michael Hayes to win the NWA United National Championship. Seven days later, however, sadly, David Von Erich dies of, a, of an apparent heart attack at the age of 25. On this date in 1976, uh, kind of switching things around a bit here, they got, but that's okay. On this date in 1976, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Gene and Ole Anderson, defeat Wahoo McDaniel and Rufus R. Jones to win the NWA Mid-Atlantic World Tag Team Championship. On this date in 1978, Killer Carl Krupp defeats Fritz Von Erich to win the NWA Texas Brass Knuckles Championship. On this date in 1989, Brickhouse Brown defeats <coughs> excuse me, Iceman Parsons to win the WCWA Texas Heavyweight Championship. On this date in 1989, a very interesting moment here took place in wrestling history here, ladies and gentlemen. On WWF's second edition of the main event, the Mega Powers, of course, Hulk Hogan and then WWF champion Randy Savage with Ms. Elizabeth in their corner, defeated the Twin Towers, Akeem and the Big Boss Man, of course, with Slick in their corner, when Hogan pinned Akeem after a leg drop. During the match, however, Savage was thrown out of the ring by Akeem onto Elizabeth. Hogan carried Elizabeth backstage for medical attention. She came to and told Hogan to return to the ring. Hogan came back to the ring and called for a tag, and was then slapped in the face by Savage, who left the ring. Hogan won the match and then went to the back as <clears throat> and went and then went to the back as well. Savage accused Hogan of trying to steal Miss Elizabeth away. Hogan then begged Elizabeth to talk some sense into his partner. Savage would then hit Hogan with the WWF title belt and attack him. Brutus Beefcake and several other officials broke up the fight. The Mega Powers five month partnership was over and the stage was set for Savage's title defense against Hogan two months later at WrestleMania five. The program earned, a, earned an 11.6 TV rating for NBC. On this date in 1990, the Southern Rockers, Rex King and Steve Dahl, defeat Robert Fuller and Brian Lee to win the USWA World Tag Team Championship. On this date in 1996, at ECW's Big Apple Blizzard Blast, the Eliminators, Kronos and Saturn, defeat Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck to win the ECW World Tag Team titles. Bam Bam Bigelow would also make his ECW debut at this event. On his day in 1997, in the Monday Night Wars, WCW Monday Nitro with a 3.1 TV rating beats WWF Monday Night Raw with a 2.6 rating, Raw being held at Toronto Sky Dome in front of 25,268 fans, expands from one hour to two hours. On his day in, in the year 2000, <clears throat> on this evening's edition of SmackDown, Jacqueline would defeat Hervina, who was actually Harvey Whippleman in drag, to win the WWF Women's title. Also on this date in the year 2000, at a press conference at the old WWF New York, it is announced that the XFL will launch on February 3, 2001. The XFL, a 50-50 joint venture between the WWF and NBC, would be a new pro football league combining the NFL with the popularity of professional wrestling. Also on this date in 2001, exactly one year later, the XFL's opening games are held in Las Vegas and Orlando. NBC airs a national broadcast of the New York-New Jersey Hitmen versus Las Vegas Outlaws game. When that game became one-sided, NBC would switch over to the Orlando Rage-Chicago Enforcers game. The opening night drew a 9.5 TV rating for NBC, 
double what the network had promised advertisers. The XFL was advertised as real football with fewer penalties and fewer rules. Players wore microphones, there were cameras in the huddle and locker rooms, and all eight teams featured scantily clad cheerleaders. A few WWF announcers and alumni were used to do play-by-play and commentary for the XFL, including Jim Ross, uh, at the time Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura, Jerry Lawler, and Jonathan Coachman. On this day in 2001, at a house show in Greensboro, North Carolina, right there in my neck of the woods here, folks, Raven loses the WWF hardcore title to Kay Quick, of course, now known as R-Truth. With the 24-7 rule in effect, Crash Holly pins Kay Quick to win the title. Crash would drop the title back to Raven by the end of the show. On this day in 2003, this evening's edition of Monday Night Raw was the first where Randy Orton, Triple H, Ric Flair, and Batista are referred to as Evolution. The name was chosen after Triple H spoke about how the four were part of pro wrestling's past, referring to Ric Flair, to the present, talking about himself, and to the future, in this case was Batista and Randy Orton. On this day in 2014, Emma makes her debut on the WWE main roster on this evening's Monday Night Raw. Chosen by Santino Morella from the crowd, Emma debuts by participating in a dance-off against Summer Rae. On this day in 2016, former WWE star Justin Gabriel, an original member of the Nexus and the Core, makes his debut on Lucha Underground under the name Darewolf P.J. Black. Okay. We have some birthdays to talk about here, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> the inaugural queen of FC of Florida Championship Wrestling, currently in Lucha Underground, Angela Fong, also known as Black Lotus, turns 32 years old today. Three-time CMLL World Welterweight Champion Pantera turns 54. WWE Hall of Famer Dory Funk Jr. turns 77. Former WWF Intercontinental and Tag Team Champion Marty Jannetty, uh, of course, former, as you know, partner of, uh, of Shawn Michaels for the, with the Rockers for so many years, turns 58 years old today. Former NXT uh, female superstar Devin Taylor turns 30 years old. And former TNA wrestler Becky Cookie Bayless <clears throat> turns 36 years old today. And one somber birthday, ladies and gentlemen, today would have been the 58th birthday for WWE Hall of Famer on the legendary Von Erichs, Kerry Von Erich, of course, the Texas Tornado. So happy birthday to everyone. Like we said, Angela Fong, Pantera, Dory Funk Jr., Marty Jannetty, Devin Taylor, Becky Bayless, and, of course, Kerry Von Erich. Happy birthday to all, and there's your wrestling history there for today there, ladies and gentlemen. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 141364-POUND. This is episode number 91 of WWF Power Hour for Saturday, April, excuse me, February 3rd, 2018. Mr. WWF's Chad Henshaw on here with you right now at this time. Hopefully we'll have some folks on before the end of the show uh, comes about. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, forgive me here, folks. Let me... Uh, Um, let's see. Of course, like I said, tomorrow evening between eight between eight and nine o'clock, we'll be having, of course, our little uh, 
promo, of course, which also will include wrestling history here for tomorrow. And also, of course, a rundown of what will take place on all of our shows here this coming week here in the <clears throat> here in the uh, radio network. Uh, but uh, And also, of course, uh, some other wrestling news tidbits here will be coming your way as well. But uh, we hope, like I said, to have. Uh, we hope, that, we hope, like I said, that myself will bring you, like I said, what will be taking place on all of our shows here this week here in the, in this coming week in the radio network, and also some more wrestling news tidbits coming your way there as well. So be sure, if you'd like to listen in on that, please, please feel free to do so, and we'll be bringing that here to you. <clears throat> now let's go ahead and let's run down, uh, of course, all of our. Run down what we did here, of course, talking about our shows here this past week here in the WWS Radio Network. Uh, shows I can, shows I will do is, like I said, the ones that, of course, that I am, of course, mainly from, more familiar with the ones I actually host myself here, folks. Hopefully, we'll get to hear from JD, um, hopefully coming in here, hopefully real, real soon, and he might be able to give us some take on what what took place, of course, with primarily Raw Radio, as well as Wrestling Debate, and also <clears throat> Wrestling Revisited. Uh, but uh, but uh, I can simply just say, simply give a give a, uh, a, be, a, a the best the best recollection that we can. Uh, but we hope, like I said, to have him come in before, like I said, the end of. Before the, like I said, the end of the, the end of the show here. Uh, <clears throat> of course, I, like I said, Raw Radio. I can, I well actually, I can give you a little bit about Raw Radio. As a matter of fact, uh, we did, of course, uh, in addition, of course, to the wrestling news and views for that day. And of course, John did give us wrestling history for this past Saturday and Sunday, as well as, of course, from Monday. Of course, we all had a lot to talk about here with the Royal Rumble. Uh, in great detail, uh, <clears throat> as well as, of course, uh, give our thoughts and opinions about what will take place at the Super Bowl tomorrow between the Philadelphia Eagles and New England Patriots, and also, of course, what was going to take place during the Raw, of course, the aftermath of the 2018 Royal Rumble. Uh, all in all, I said other things were worth discussing and talked about, uh, but all in all, it was a great show there indeed. Uh, <clears throat> be sure, like I said, to catch Catch Raw Radio, like I said, King and W.O., Javar T. Smith, The Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, The Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and I'm sure a plethora of guests will, of course, pop on and give their take on everything going on here in the wrestling world coming up here this Monday afternoon. And more on that during our promo tomorrow night. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, WWS Wrestling Revisited. I'm not sure what was discussed, but uh, like, I said, like I said, it's always, it's always, uh, a great discussion on everything. I'm talking about wrestling from the past, and I'm sure some talk was was brought up about the Royal Rumble and Monday Night Raw. Uh, but otherwise, it was I'm sure a great show, and we'll we'll get we'll uh, like I said, give our best here. You know, like I said, 
definitely you know, listen to. Wrestling Revisit is coming Tuesday night, and more on that here on our promo tomorrow. Uh, next up, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we did talk about... Oh, yes, yeah, so and before we do that, I have to talk about this. But before Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies. We did, of course, have our prediction show for the Royal Rumble this past uh, Sunday uh, afternoon. Uh, we did have, of course, the... Uh, Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds and her son Caleb. Uh, of course, the next big thing, Caleb Dodds. Of course, as you know, uh, we did announce the previous week about our Hall of Fame inductees, and I'm proud to say that Michelle's son Caleb is, uh, of course, a part of the 2018 class and the youngest member of the Hall of Fame. Our congratulations continue to go out to Caleb and all the other folks who did who did make it into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, they gave their takes on what ha- on what they thought would happen during the Royal Rumble. Uh, Michelle did give us some thoughts on, uh, even though that it already took place the Saturday before, of course, talking about the NXT show that they had in Philadelphia, of course, the night before the Rumble. Uh, she gave her take on who she would have wanted to win, even though she, I'm sure she already heard who won each match. But uh, it was there were some big time discussions afterwards about talking about. Uh, about, you know, as we always talk about, you know, what WWE should have done, this, that, and the other. But all in all, it was a great prediction show. And like I said, every time that pay-per-view does come on the air, ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely have it every Sunday afternoon at 5, uh, on that particular Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m., or it's prior to showtime, so that we can give you a rundown and a take on what we think, who we think will win each match. And who knows, there might be a bet or two that might be made you never know, of course, with our folks here in the radio network. So but be sure to always listen in on that. It's always going to be, ladies and gentlemen, a special episode of WWS Revolution. Always remember that, 138055 pounds. Uh, uh, but anyway, getting back to, of course, the Tuesday edition of Revolution, we, of course, talked about, uh, <clears throat> we, of course, talked about, uh, of course, results of Monday Night Raw, of course, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. We also discussed, of course, the Raw side, uh, some of the matches from Raw, of course, that were involved in the Royal Rumble. We even discussed the men's Royal Rumble match um, uh, about uh, some some big time, uh, uh, our thoughts and opinions about each thing that took place. Uh, Otherwise, here, uh, we had big time here, of course, myself, J.D., John, and I do believe Fonzie did make it on. but of course, we did have uh, some unique twist on everything that was discussed. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, all in all, like I said, Revolution this past Tuesday night was a great show. We can't wait to uh, talk about. Uh, we can't wait, like I said, to have it again. Of course, this Tuesday night. More about that during our promo tomorrow night. <clears throat> of course, this past Wednesday, our Triple Threat Wednesday. We definitely got JD and John in the mix right here. Uh, myself and John did get started off with a few little quick news news tidbits. JD did come on did come on as well. Brought brought in his stuff here. The box office reported several other stories as well. And also we did get JD and John in on a few little uh, on a few little pieces of movie trivia. Uh, both were completely intense during the uh, a lot of big time talking here, big time. Uh, about the latest headlines here, of course, everything concerning the, from, uh, of course, talking about uh, uh, the new, uh, apparently the new cast of House of Cards, of course, without Kevin Spacey because of his sexual harassment situation, uh, to, of course, everything going on with President Trump and his situation, 
Um, and of course, uh, everything else going on here on the scene. So be sure to get once again on outside the ropes this, this coming Wednesday night. We have more, more and more and more to talk about there indeed. Of course, the latest pop culture headlines and the Hot Seat Movie Trivia Challenge. Of course, more on that tomorrow night during our promo. Uh, wrestling debate, uh, like I said, there was an episode indeed. I'm not sure what was discussed, but I'm sure there was a lot. Of, I'm sure I'm sure Raw, SmackDown, and the Royal Rumble was discussed in some real intense detail. But all in all, I'm wrestling debate, always a great show to listen to in all that regard. Whatever combination you have on the show here, folks, if it's Gerard, J.D., and Michelle, or like I said, if we have John come on, we have Fonzie come on, anybody, um, like it's always a great it's a great time to let out what everyone thinks and feels about what's been going on here in the wrestling world. But all in all, I'm sure it was a big time discussion and more on what will take place on the debate this coming Wednesday night. <clears throat> next up here, folks, we are next up here, of course, will be, of course, the Wednesday edition of Revolution. As we, of course, talked about, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, we, of course, talked about this, our results from this past Tuesday night SmackDown as well as, of course, uh, the SmackDown matches that took place at the Royal Rumble. Plus, also, we talked about the women's Royal Rumble match, how much of, it, uh, how much of an impact the first Royal Rumble match made on the pay-per-view. Um, and, of course, also, we uh, had a, we had a lot of uh, big-time discussion. Indeed, of course, we had some wrestling trivia take place. Uh, what we were kind of hoping to have uh, between Tuesday and Wednesday and, of course, later on in the week, our... AWA US World Title Match. We did not get a chance to have that again, but hopefully we'll have that here again coming up here really soon. But Revolution, of course, on Wednesday night, great show indeed. And be sure, like I said, to catch it, to catch it again. More about that on our promo tomorrow night. Ladies and gentlemen, please listen to our opening theme, uh, Dancing Across the USA by Lindsey Buckingham, of course, uh, coming from the, uh, the ending credits of National Lampoon's Vacation. I will be right back.
apologies for that, ladies and gentlemen. Back on the air right now. I uh, thank you for listening to our opening theme here, Dancing Across the USA by Lindsay Buckingham. But like we said, the clip from the, the closing song from the first National Lampoon's Vacation movie. Of course, great movie there indeed. <clears throat> uh, of course, we'll go back to our review of all of our shows here in the radio network here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, let's see, Thursday night, of course, we had our, of course, our second installment, NWO Wolfpack. Uh, we had some, uh, we had some big time talk here. Um, the Iceman and the Human Surplus Machine didn't have a whole, didn't wanted to add a little bit more to their discussion about Raw, SmackDown, and the Royal Rumble, what they didn't get to say during the week. So we pretty much just let them, just pretty much cut them loose. Especially JD, JD had a whole lot to talk about about him. There was a lot of things that he didn't get to say here, of course, during the week. Uh, other than that, um, of course, we did have some wrestling trivia as well. Um, of course, our live video feeds here. Uh, uh, so some, some held out, some did not. But other than that, uh, it is still, like I said, video with along along with our along with TalkShoe.com kind of adds a little bit of a flair, folks. And uh, we we hope that you do like the concept that we had going on with that. But of course, NWA Wolfpack tremendous show this past Thursday night. We'll have it again, of course, this coming Thursday. Uh, like I said, uh, we'll. More about that, and more about where our live video feed will be from <clears throat> from Wolfpack, of course, coming up during our promo uh, tomorrow night. And of course, this uh, this uh, before we go to the Friday night discussion on Revolution, I do see someone has logged on in here to the chat here. I do believe it's our good friend Roddy K. Uh, I do see him come popping on here. Uh, uh, Roddy Kay, uh, good afternoon there. Afternoon, good evening there as well to you as well. Uh, welcome to episode 91 of Power Hour. Of course, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw right here with you. Um, just right here, uh, flying a little bit solo here tonight today. Uh, but uh, glad you can come on. Glad you can pop on here, and uh, we're just talking about some uh, interesting moments here indeed. Uh, of course. Uh, this coming, uh, of course, this coming Friday, this, uh, last night's edition of Revolution, we had, of course, uh, big time talking here. Of course, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, uh, John did have a bunch to talk about here in our wrestling history. Uh, also, though, I don't think I don't know if there was I don't think there was any birthdays uh, last night. We did establish that as well. Uh, but of course, we had uh, we had some uh, we had a couple of, uh, big time. Uh, Couple of interesting points of discussion here. I added a little bit more to the talk about about Raw, SmackDown, and the Royal Rumble again. Uh, but also we did also have a we also did have our of course uh, some wrestling trivia pop up here as well. JD and John, um, uh, I said uh, no strangers to that, and all they did a terrific job with that. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, Revolution on Friday night. We'll have that again up real soon, and of course, we'll more about that on our promo here uh, tomorrow night. And I do want to thank the following four groups for allowing us to break to the for, of course, for for us coming in and posting videos for each of our shows here this week. Of course, that is the WWS NXT NG Video Vault. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. 
that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWUS NXT NG United. Uh, for Wednesday night, I do want to thank ECWUS This Is Extreme. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ECWUS Extreme Rules. Uh, this past Thursday night's edition of Wolfpack, of course, WWUS Fan Empire. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWUS Appreciation. And last night's revolution, of course, was posted from True Pioneers of Wrestling. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wrestling pioneers always if you'd like to uh, uh, check out that group as well, see what's been posted on there here recently, and even from a while back if you wish. Uh, but all in all, like I said, a great week here this week of shows here in the radio network. And of course, the pop next coming in the next week will not be disappointing as well. Let's take care of this one more time. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 141-364-POUND. This is episode number 91 of WWS Power Hour, of course, for Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw on the line here with you. Uh, joining me on the chat box right now is also a, a friend uh, who I, I, I guess it always pops on and uh, and uh, and uh, talks to us here from time to time. And that is Roddy K. We do thank him for coming on and listening. Uh, let's go ahead also here, folks, uh, while we have some time here, bring you a few little pieces of uh, a few little pieces here of, of, of um, wrestling news right here. Uh, let's see what we have to pull up. Of course, go to our friends at 411 Mania. Of course, they, uh, we appreciate 411 Mania, of course, for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to read their stories uh, for all their shows, uh, uh, for, for on all of our shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, and and so on. Let's see what's going on. First off, in some wrestling news here. Uh, okay. Bring on the story right here. A couple pieces of WWE news coming in from Jeffrey Harris at 411 Mania. Kane is possibly dealing with an injury. Plus, also, Kofi Kingston versus Seth Rollins on, of course, Up, Up, Down, Down, which, of course, as you know, that's the the video game thing that uh, Xavier Woods uh, does, of course, on your YouTube, YouTube channel. According to a report by the Wrestling by the Wrestling Observer newsletter via Sportskeeda, WWE superstar Kane has most likely suffered an injury. This could lead to Kane taking some time off from TV again. Going by the report, the reason the 50-year-old superstar was not as active during the Triple Threat match with Braun Strowman at Brock Lesnar's Royal Rumble and the Last Man Standing match on Raw the following night is because he's potentially working hurt. WWE also worked at Angle during the show where he was taken to a medical facility, and there hasn't been anything heard of him since the incident. Additionally, Kane is running for mayor of Knox County. However, based on a report, it seems more like speculation that Kane is injured or hurt, and he could be just taking time off TV to get ready for his mayoral election run. (laughs) Xavier Woods' Up, Up, Down, Down channel 
released a new Madden Champions match video featuring Seth Rollins versus reigning Madden champion Kofi Kingston. Of course, there's a video of the grudge match uh, down here uh, I posted on this group page if you want to, on the page with the story in it if you want to, uh, if you want to check that out. So uh, we'll leave that up to you folks, like I said, if you'd like to... Uh, Give me their thoughts while we gather up here to the next story. Okay, let's see here. Titus O'Neil, according to Jeffrey Harris, discusses Apollo Crews possibly becoming a world champion, making moments for the fans, and creating opportunities in WWE. Busted Open Radio recently interviewed WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. Below are some highlights in a video of the interview from the show, a transcript via WrestlingInc.com. His thoughts on Apollo Crews and if he, and, and if he can become a WWE champion. Titus says, absolutely, I think Apollo has everything. Athletically, I think he's one of the most athletic guys on the roster. But as he knows, athleticism alone is not going to take you to the top. It definitely takes charisma and character development. And I feel like that's why he's being given this, with this opportunity in Titus Worldwide. It's giving him the chance to open up more, not just come out, smile, look good, and do cool moves. Titus O'Neill on making moments for the fans. Titus says, this is about storytelling and being able to get characters over. This business, for the ones who have been very successful in it, aren't always the best wrestlers or best athletes. They are the ones who can tell a story and keep the audience captivated or entertained in some type of way. It's the beauty of what we do on a week-in and week-out basis. It's great to go out and have a great match. But as Kurt Angle said in his Hall of Fame speech, some of the most fun he had was pouring milk all over himself, and that's one of his most memorable moments. Titus O'Neil on creating opportunities in WWE. Titus says this. He's more excited about doing stuff on social media, outside the ring, making sure we find the WWE.com people every chance we get, having press conferences with Titus Worldwide. It's one of those things where we where he slowly but surely got into that because I'm big into that. I'm like, hey, if we're not on the show, let's try to find something to do. So... Let's see how all this. Uh, let's see how the, all this kind of works up here, folks. So, we're, uh, <clears throat> uh, very interesting story here, indeed. Here, Jeffrey Harris uh, once again brings us this story here. Shawn Michaels discusses how losing his smile became such a big moment. Also, looks back at the breakup moment with Marty Jannetty. In this corner, recently interviewed WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels. Below are some highlights, transcript via WrestlingInc.com. Shawn Michaels on how he got very snug during his beatdown of Marty Jannetty when the Rockers broke up. Michaels says this, I had the boots on, and that, was, and that one was a little snug. I will say that. 
Every now and then it does get away from me. But I must say that Marty Jannetty took it like a champ, I must say. You just never know. It's, it's not like we went into those moments where we said that this is going to be something people are going to remember forever, and then they'll make shirts about it and reference things. You are so busy in the time and in the moment, of course, you want to go, want it to go well. But you absolutely have no idea that it's going to be something that people will remember forever. And I guess that's one of those things that you try to pass on to not be afraid to step outside of the box. Go ahead and give it a whirl and give it a try again. Even if the social media crowd is just saying this, you just don't know what is going to connect with people. Nine times out of ten, it is something that is real and authentic. Uh, I think fans can see that, and they know the difference. When all things are said and done, I think that is probably the most important thing to be teaching, to not be afraid to put a little of yourself in there. That is what they want. They want to get to know you, and they want to know the person. They want to feel what you are feeling. But it's a risk to do that, and I think that is one of the things that certainly the generation certainly the generation I was in, it was stumbled upon by all those nights on Monday night because it was live. It's impossible to get it right each and every time. I think over the years, those live moments that were captured, good, bad, or otherwise, made a difference, changed the pro wrestling business at all times. Shawn Michaels on the moment where he relinquished his title and stepped away from the business after losing his smile. Sean says, nothing was good going on. Nothing good was going on in my life, I can tell you that much. It's funny to me because I never knew it at the time that some of the stuff would get so big. It's a, it is amazing to me, whether it be the barbershop, whether it be the losing my smile moment or the ladder match. Things that, things that you would have no idea at the time would become these unbelievably huge and iconic moments over the years. I suppose that is the one thing I am thankful for, that in the long run it worked well for me. I lived a lot of my life on this live show, of course, talking about Raw. A lot of my ups and a lot of my downs, the good, the bad, the struggle, all those things. I lived all that openly and wasn't smart enough to hide it and hide behind a character, so to speak. I guess I wasn't a good enough actor. It was better for me to be who I was and share the things that were going on, at least in some respect to the WWE audience. Thankfully for me, whatever 25, 30 years later, it all turned out okay. But I think <clears throat> but I think that is one of the things that separated me from somebody else. That there was an honesty whether whether good or whether good or bad in Shawn Michaels that he was sharing some real life stuff that was going on with me. It meant a lot to the people. See here. Uh, another story here uh, coming from Jeffrey Harris at Four Eleven Mania. Dalton Castle discusses being becoming ROH world champion and working to be taken more seriously. Jeffrey Harris brings us this story, like I said. As previously reported, ROH star Dalton Castle recently appeared on the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Below are additional highlights, of course, transcript via WrestlingInc.com from the show. Dalton Castle wanted people to take him more seriously. Castle says, I found myself doing more silly things and, and to get a reaction during, during the pose. Then I will focus too much on that kind of stuff. Then I will forget I can do cool moves, and I have to remind people that I am a butt kicker too. I don't know when it clicked, but there wasn't one moment where it happened. I just think it started where I was coming into myself more. I wanted to be taken more serious. I like that contrast of this Lady Gaga guy walking down and once the gear comes off, 
personality is the same, but has the ability to kick someone's butt. And I wanted people to see me as a more serious wrestler. I used to get called the Party Peacock, which was a character I created in the Indies. I hate being called that now because when I got the Ring of Honor, I decided right there if I was going to be serious about this, I had to drop it and just be the Peacock because the Party Peacock cannot be world champion, which is what I told myself. Dalton Castle on his first world title win. Castle says, I don't remember how early, but I never said it out loud. I never told anybody, not my wife or anybody, because it didn't feel real. I thought that the second I would mention anything, it would be taken away from me because that is pro wrestling. I've seen my friends being told one thing at a hotel that they are told by a third party that the story was changed, which shouldn't really affect them anyway since we are putting on a performance. I knew they were building to it, but I still wasn't sure. But I wasn't going to ask either. Only thing I could do is in those months leading up, is leading up, is those months leading up, is to wrestle every match and perform like I'm going to be a champion, like I deserve that spot. I didn't want to leave any doubt that they are making the right decision by putting the belt on me. Dalton Castle on his time as champion. <clears throat> I always feel that I should be moving forward and doing more. I won the championship in December, and it felt great, and it was really good. But it's been also really frustrating that I had this amazing moment and I hit this goal that I had set, but now I want to start doing more. I want to take this title and try to elevate it. I want to try to and elevate myself and Ring of Honor, but we are not working. We had an almost month-long break. I am sitting at home and losing my mind. I got to take my wife on vacation to Cabo, of course, because they have the best drinks with umbrellas in it. I should be relaxing and having fun, but something in my head is saying this is wrong, and I should be working out and doing something more, and how I should be in, and how I should be in a ring somewhere. And of course, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, Dalton Castle was also on NXT for a short time there as well. Let's see here. Uh, other wrestling stories here popping up. Uh, some of the WWE news coming in here. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Harris once again brings us a story here. Rusev blesses a baby for Rusev Day. Diana Belair, Belair on wrestling in a building where she graduated high school. Rusev responded to a fan request on Twitter to bless a newborn baby who was born on Rusev Day because every day is Rusev Day. Uh, here, of course, is check out his blessing for the baby below. <clears throat> Rusev said this today on Twitter at Rusev, B, capital B, capital U, capital L. I, Rusev, from hashtag Rusev Day, hereby bless this child with brains and beauty. Okay. Knox, K-N-O-X, news.com, recently spoke to NXT superstar Bianca Belair ahead of NXT's live event set for Sunday. She stated the following. It's hard to put into words, one, because the building that we actually were actually going to be wrestling in is the same exact building that I graduated high school in. So it brings back a lot of memories just being in that building. It's just going to be a good time to actually go home and be able to wrestle in front of my family because a lot of them have actually never seen me wrestle before, and it's going to be a big homecoming event that I'm really excited about. So very fascinating there in folks. so definitely check that out. Let's see. Uh, uh, an MMA story here we've got here, folks. 
Max Holloway injured and out of USC, UFC 222 title fight with Frankie Edgar. I'm sure a lot of folks have probably heard about this. The MMA injury bug has struck again. Per ESPN, UFC 222 has lost its headlining title fight as UFC featherweight champion Max Holloway is injured and out of his planned title fight with Frankie Edgar. The fight card is just a month away in Las Vegas in March. According to the report, Holloway suffered an injury that will prevent him from taking the fight. The UFC has not officially confirmed Holloway getting pulled from the event, but an announcement is expected to be made soon. The company is said to be in the process of exploring other options for the main event. So, folks, like I said, uh, UFC 222 may be uh, in a little bit of uh, trouble here, so hopefully they'll be able to... Uh, They'll be able to uh, find out something here really, really soon. Let's see here. Uh, and of course, uh, a couple of, uh, let's bring you a couple of course of, uh, Uh, the stories that we normally do, you would possibly normally hear on outside the ropes. Okay. Uh, for those who are fans of Lady Gaga, Jeffrey Harris brings you this brings us story right here. Lady Gaga canceled the rest of her tour due to a case of severe pain. Let's bring let's bring let's, let's see what is going on here. In an official statement on her Twitter account, pop star Lady Gaga and Live Nation announced the cancellation for the rest of her Joni Joanne World Tour due to Gaga dealing with severe pain. Uh, there's there's the tweet there's a tweet on it right here right below the statement. Uh, Gaga and her medical team made the decision last Friday, of course, which was yesterday, February second, with strong support from her medical team. Singer noted in the statement that she's devastated by having to cancel the remaining European shows and noted, "I need to put myself and my well-being first. Due to the cancellation, the last ten days for the European portion of her tour have been canceled. Ticket holders for the shows." We'll be able to apply for a refund starting February the 6th, which will be this coming Tuesday, I believe. Gaga is dealing with fibromyalgia, which is a long-term condition that can cause pain all over a person's body. And there's a, there's a, like I said, if you want to check out her page, uh, at Lady Gaga, of course, she posted a picture on Twitter um, talking about, of course, this, about, about her having to cancel her, uh, causing the rest of her tour to be canceled. Jeffrey Harris brings us this other entertainment story here. Uma Thurman reveals that Harvey Weinstein sexually attacked her, discusses the rift with Quentin Tarantino over a car accident while filming the movie Kill Bill. The New York Times recently interviewed Uma Thurman, of course, uh, best known for being Kill Bill in Pulp Fiction, who revealed that she that that disgraced movie producer Harvey Weinstein 
previously tried to attack her back in 2001. She also discussed her relationship with director and Kill Bill filmmaker Quentin Tarantino and how their relationship went bad after she was injured during a car scene she was reluctant to shoot while filming. Here are some highlights right here from that interview. Thurman on her complicated feelings about Weinstein and how bad she feels. She says this, Complicated feeling I have about Harvey is how bad I feel about all the women that were attacked after I was. I was one of the, re- I had one of the reasons that a young girl would walk into his room alone the way I did. Quentin used Harvey as the executive producer of Kill Bill, a movie that symbolizes female empowerment. And all these lambs walked into slaughter because they were convinced nobody rides in such a position who would who would do something illegal to you, but they do. Thurman, on being a person who was subjugate, subjected to Weinstein's behavior and also a part of the cloud that covered his behavior up. She says this, I stand as both a person who was subjected to it and a person who has then also been part of the cloud cover. So that's a super weird split to have. Thurman on how she previously expressed anger over the situation and how she feels. I used the word anger because but I was more worried about crying to tell you the truth. I was not a groundbreaker on a story I knew to be true, so what you really saw was a person buying time. Luma Thurman on how she was raped by an actor 20 years older than her when she was 16 and living in Manhattan and starting her movie career. Luma says this, I was ultimately compliant. I tried to say no. I cried. I did everything I could do. He told me the door was locked, but I, but I never ran over and tried to nod. When I got home, I remember I stood in the front of the mirror and looked at my hands, and I was so mad at them for not being bloody or bruised. Something like that teased the dial one way or another, right? You become more compliant or less compliant, and I think I became less compliant. Thurman on how well she knew Weinstein before he attacked her. She says, I knew him pretty well before he attacked me. He used to spend hours talking to me about material and complimenting me in my mind and validating me. It possibly made me overlook warning signs. This was my champion. I was never any kind of studio darling. He had a chokehold on the type of films and directors that were right for me. Thurman on an odd experience she had with Weinstein before he attacked her the first time. She said this, I didn't feel threatened. I thought he was being super idiosyncratic by this cookie eccentric uncle. And I followed him through a door and it was a steam room. I was standing there in my full black leather outfit, boots, pants, jacket, and it was so hot. And I said, this is ridiculous. What are you doing? And he was getting very flustered and mad and he jumped and ran out. It went right over my head. Luma Thurman on how Weinstein pushed her down and tried to tried to himself put himself on her at the Savoy Hotel in London after that. She said this, it was such a bat to the head. He pushed me down. He tried to shove himself on me. He tried to expose himself. He did all kinds of kinds of unpleasant things. But he didn't actually put his back into it and force me. Like an animal wiggling away, like a lizard. I was doing anything I could to get the train back on train back on the track. My track not his track. Uma Thurman on her relationship with Quentin Tarantino. Now he wanted her to drive in a car scene. She was reluctant to film herself. She said this, says this, Quentin came in my trailer and didn't like to hear no, like any director. He was furious because I'd cost him a lot of time, but I was scared. He said, I promise you the car is fine. It's a straight piece of road, Tarantino told her. Hit 40 miles per hour or your hair won't blow the right way. And I'll make you do it, make you do it again. 
but that was a death box I was in. The seat wasn't screwed down properly. It was a sand road, and it was not a straight road. Thurman on the experience after the car smashed into a tree. The steering wheel was at my belly, and my legs were jammed under me. I felt this searing pain and thought, oh, my God, I'm never going to walk again. She said, when I came back from the hospital in the neck break with my knees damaged, a large, large massive egg on my head and a concussion, I wanted to see the car, and I was very upset. Gwen and I had an enormous fight. I accused him of trying to kill me. And he was very angry about that, at that. I guess understandably because he didn't feel he had he didn't feel that he had tried to kill me. Uma Thurman on how bad things were between her and Tarantino. She says this: We were in a terrible fight for years. We had to go through promoting the movies. It was all very thin ice. We had a fateful fight at Soho House in New York in 2004, and we were shouting at each other because he wouldn't let me see the footage, and he told me that he told me that was what was what they had all decided. Uma Thurman on what really hurt things with her and Tarantino over the, over the crash. Harvey assaulted me, but that didn't kill me. What really got me about the crash was that it was a cheap shot. I had been through so many rings of fire at that point. I had really always felt a connection to the greater good of my work with Quentin and most of what I allowed to happen to me. And what I participated was in a kind of a, it was kind of like a horrible nut wrestle with a very angry brother. At least I had some say, you know. She says she didn't. She says she didn't feel this this empowered by any of it until crash. So, let's see here. We have. Uh, we'll bring you. Uh, let's see if we can bring you one more. Uh, let's see here. Jeffrey Harris brings us this one quick final story here, a quick what we call it a night here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the new trailer for the show Krypton reveals Superman's cape. Sci-Fi and DC Entertainment have revealed a new trailer for the upcoming DC TV series Krypton, which also shows a familiar cape for the DC superhero Superman. Of course, there's a trailer right here that, in the trailer right here below this below this story. The show premieres on March 21st on Sci-Fi. It follows Superman's grandfather, Segal, played by Cameron Cuff, whose House of El was ostracized and shamed as he fights to redeem his family's honor and save his beloved world from chaos. The show is set two generations before Krypton was destroyed. The show also stars Georgina Campbell, Elliot Cohen, and Bomo. Rasmus Hardiker, Wallace Day, Aaron Pierre, Ian McGillney, and Sean Sipos. Like I said, this in the trailer is for um, for this is on here. If you'd like to take a take a look at that, there, folks. And there are some stories, wrestling and entertainment wise. My apologies, there, folks. Making making the scene right here. Uh, of course, right here on Power Hour here today. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I see that the Iceman Jerky drama apparently was unable to make it here today. But I do think Roddy Kane for popping in on the chat box here tonight. 
I do hope that he got a chance to listen to some good stuff here tonight. Brian K, thank you very much, sir. And and uh, please, could, please, of course, come back on on the show here and all of our other shows here, of course, anytime during the week. On that note, here, folks, this has been episode number ninety-one of WWS Power Hour. Of course, for uh, Saturday, February third, two thousand eighteen. Of course, be sure to listen to our promo tomorrow night, where we, of course, will be uh, going through our re- uh, wrestling history for tomorrow, as well as, of course, a rundown of what will our, for all of our shows here coming up here in the coming week. This is Mr. WWS Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening here today to Power Hour. Like I said, episode number ninety-one. We'll be back on next Saturday afternoon. Hopefully, we'll have it at five o'clock. And uh, bring you, of course, like I said, more wrestling history and birthdays. Also, of course, we'll be bringing you uh, more little wrestling news tidbits and also, of course, a rundown of all our shows for this coming week here next Saturday afternoon. Power Hour is the broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. This is, once again, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. And, of course, as we always say here in the WWS Radio Network, God bless everyone. Happy terrific evening, and we'll talk at you here this week here in Radio Network. Take care, and God bless.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.